Welcome back to week nine of the 10-week pro wrestling crash course. My name is Jeff. I'm a lifelong wrestling fan, and with me is wrestling know-nothing, Elliot. The penultimate episode, right? Can Penulti- we say that? Last week, we missed the opportunity to say anti-penultimate. Damn it. Oh, that's a thing? I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, there's a song by a, a, a comedic rapper I like named Zach Sherwin, and he's got a song called Anti-Penultimate, where he... You know, just says he discovered the word. Anyway, it's way off topic right out of the gate. Uh, This podcast, I'm taking Elliot. I'm giving myself 10 weeks to create a new wrestling fan out of Elliot by showing him matches and teaching him phrases. And here we are in week nine. And I think maybe one of our more important weeks um, where we're the focus is on the women of wrestling. And we're going to go a little bit into the history, uh, where it's been, where it is um, and where it's going. To a degree, because I don't know where it's going, but hopefully good places. Yeah, one would hope, right? I mean, that was, yeah. I mean, your, is your goal to make me a fan, right? That's the end goal, right? No, my goal is for you to, like, stop the, at the end of this pod for you to be like, sure, I'm going to watch some wrestling. You're like, mm. maybe even, like, you know, because uh, WrestleMania, as of this recording, is coming up, like, in a week and a half or two. And maybe you just think, hey, I'm going to watch WrestleMania. I'm not going to lie, the thought has crossed my mind um, several times. And, and again, uh, the secondary story, I think, to this pod is um, learning that my wife is a wrestling fan. Right. Um, which was very surprising. It just kind of came out of nowhere for me with it. Um, but she's, like, into it. Like, we watched the the Peacock match today, or yesterday, um, and she was, like, super into it. She had not heard uh, of either of these two wrestlers or, or anything about it, and this was our, I think, our most modern fight, right? The second, our one of our uh, matches was. Sami Zayn would have been up there with. Okay. I, but I think this is after that. Um, it kind of gets all blurred together. But this era of NXT is my favorite shit ever. I like, believe you. Nostalgia I aside, the NXT shows from this era are what I love, and I just want it all the time. But unfortunately, it's. Not what it used to be, but there's like five to seven years where NXT was the best wrestling I've ever watched. I believe that. I 100% believe that after watching this. Yeah. Uh, so the word of the day, which is one we've done before, but I don't think we've officially done it. So we're just going to knock out the formality. Talk about selling. Um, oh, man. So. Selling, you know what that means. I think just through osmosis, maybe you've probably picked it up over the last eight weeks. Yeah, is most selling done before the match, or are we talking about like selling during the match? Uh, it, both. It can be okay. both. Um, largely, though, the term, again, I think the original term would be in the ring, right? If, yeah, if because in the beginning, it's just building up hype for the match, right? Yeah, that that's more getting heat on the match. You know, putting butts in seats, that sort of thing, they'll say. But uh, selling is more, uh, and I would say that selling almost never refers to actually selling tickets. Sure, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It actually more refers to making someone else's offense look really good. I'll tell you what, man. If you had led, if this was week one for me, that we would have had a I would have been so into mo I, I think you did a, 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 the one job I I think that you did bad on here 
and I think this whole pod uh, you've done phenomenal, is um, looking back in retrospect, I think the order of fights, if you had changed it, would have made me way more into this quicker. In what way? How would you These two matches, man, are fantastic. Okay. The first match is like 12 minutes long. It's not long enough. I need more of this shit. Right. Right? So It's perfect. The only problem with that match is the length of it is not enough. I need more. So let's get into that. So the first match we watched was Bull Nakano and Alundra Blaze. Now, they've had a series of matches, but this one was from SummerSlam. And it is my favorite of their their matches. Sadly, uh, kind of the whole point of this is to say that even though women's wrestling has always been great um, and could have always been great, they've never been given the same spots uh, in wrestling. Like. Uh, this match comes up in the middle of the card. It's a 10 minute, you know, I could see them even saying, just put that somewhere almost like it's a throwaway match because women's wrestling was never taken that seriously. And you don't have the same, go ahead. No, I I don't even know where to begin. Yeah. I say like, you don't have the same level of. Uh, oh, Ric Flair and uh, Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon. Like you could name, even before when we started the podcast, a handful of right. uh, women or men, excuse me, wrestlers. How many, let's ex- exclude the ones in the matches we've seen. How many well, women wrestlers can you name? I could have named Sasha Banks because she yeah. is in Mandalorian Um in the second season or first season, one of the seasons, one of the first two seasons, she's in Mandalorian. And I knew that was her. Um, Cause I remember reading about it and stuff. And then I, I do remember kind of looking into her mm-hmm. and being like, Oh, she's a wrestler, you know? So I, I was familiar with the face um, and her outfit, you know, like she, I knew her. Um, I knew um, China. Okay. Beforehand. Yep. Um, I knew Sable beforehand. Okay. Um, and as terrible as it sounds, I know of China and Sable, but not of the magazines. Like the magazines <laughs> yeah. or One Night in China, that horrible uh, adult video of hers that was like sold without her knowledge, right? Like that's what yeah, I really I, know about China. That one like, was the one where, which is terrible. With Sean Waltman, her boyfriend, they filmed it. And it yeah, made, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that's my knowledge of her. Um, I, she did like celebrity rehab. I think, yeah, a couple of times, she, you know. She, She's so had a trouble like that, past, not... unfortunately. She's also, uh, yeah, it's terrible. And as that's far as I, I can tell, seems to be a, a, a or was uh, she has since passed, uh, quite the sweetheart. Um, but uh, alas, yeah, you know, life dealt her a tougher hand. Yeah, um, and so I, my knowledge of of them is literally most almost ex- exclusively outside of the ring. Yeah, um, Stephanie McMahon. I don't even know if you do. You, does she? I don't even know if she wrestles. Eh. I mean, she has, but I don't really call her a wrestler, you know, and as much as like Mr. T has wrestled, but he's not a wrestler, you know, Um, you know, who's surprisingly an amazing wrestler, Logan Hmm. Paul, you know, this dude showed up and he's incredible and I don't like to admit it. I don't either. I listen to a, a, a sports podcast called The Dan Libertard Show. Yeah. If you listen to sports podcasts, you're probably familiar with it. It's like the number one sports cod podcast like in the country. Um, and they feel the same way about Logan Paul, where they really like to shit on him in a very yeah, amusing when way. When they started, I'm like, fuck, what is this guy? And then he wrestled a match. I'm like, yeah. that was pretty damn good. And That's then he exactly did something happened. else. 
And then he is something else. Like yeah. he has yet to not impress me. So that's exactly it. Yeah. yeah. And so they said that I actually ended up looking up his fights um, because they were like, man, his outfits are just like a banger. And just yeah. like, he gives it a hundred percent. And you know, yeah. I, so yeah, I anyway, agree. Fuck I, that it's guy. Crazy. Let's, uh, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. at the same time. Um, but so, uh, we start off bull Nakano. And so that was my thing is like in the past, there really isn't that many wrestlers like the the women you may have heard of from the deep past from the flair era would be like wendy richter medusa who is a luncher blaze um and you know a handful of others uh uh the fabulous moolah who has been canceled and several others but it's really been like almost no one until you've heard a couple times during our second match the the divas revolution we'll get to that yeah 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 so i actually ended up looking that up a little bit yeah we'll talk about that because it's anyway um yeah so (laughs) the first match you really enjoyed which which is great i'm glad you did because i really enjoyed it but i'm a wrestling fan um so what kind of set this apart from some of the other things we've watched it is crazy how physical this fight is this fight is so freaking it's crazy how it's more physical than a lot of the fights you've shown me i felt they're yeah. just right up in each other you know there's a lot more hair pulling i think which i don't know if that's just kind of like a girl thing i thought the second match was kind of like that too um or maybe i just it's something i you know without realizing it was realizing it it's but, sort um, of a almost like a classic women's wrestling move to grab them by the hair and fling them across the ring. Like that's yeah, been done yeah. for so long that it's almost kind of classic at this point. Um, I thought the, the looks of them, I thought they both had pretty stylish kind of looks. Um, you know, I wouldn't forget, forget her um, bowl. I would not, you know, mistake her again. I'd know her from, you know, next time I saw her, um, well, you sure like would. Anywhere. However, you, you know. if you look her up, how she looks today, um, nothing, not oh, rec- I believe that, not recognizable, but yeah. in the best kind of way. Like, oh, okay. she sort of became like a smoke show. Um, okay. <laughs> well, you know. Anyway, I'll, I'll send you a pic real quick. It's her oh, I- and Alundra Blaze, aka Medusa, but um. Yeah, she she's awesome, and like this was to me like the best women's oh, wrestling wow. match. Yeah, you know. I would not have uh, thought that. Minus the the face uh, What's paint? the story? What's the story with the face paint? What's no the clue story behind that? Okay. So the issue with Bull Nakano, like what they did is they had Alundra Blaze on her contract, and then they would just kind of bring in a wrestler here, a wrestler there. A lot of them Japanese because the women's wrestling in Japan has always been as far as I know, um, more well-respected and treated with okay. the same level of respect where their women are allowed to evolve and become great wrestlers, right? They weren't just signed because they look great, right? Right. Um, and so that kind of leads us into what happens between this match and our main event. So in between, we get what I would dub as the model era, uh, there are exceptions. Uh, Bret Hart's niece, Natalia, has obviously wrestling in her blood, you know, and she's been around. And then there's like Beth Phoenix. Right. There are exceptions. Um, 
but largely there was a guy that was head of talent and he would only hire li- literally models yeah, with no wrestling background. They teach him a handful of moves and throw him in the ring because that guy was sexist and that's all he knew. And then later on, he's kind of wrapped up in the uh, Vince McMahon allegations. Oh, shocking. Take, take that as you will. Yeah. Um, Interesting. <laughs> so Interesting. They, and along that time, they coined the phrase diva, right? So for the longest time, the wrestlers have always been known as superstars, and it's their way of branding them and putting a, you know, a trademark on it, which is fine. You know, I don't care. But they separated the women from the men by calling the men superstars and the women divas. And this happened in like mid to late 2000s. Okay. They had a belt that was literally a purple butterfly. It looked like shit. <laughs> And it was the Divas title. Um, and this was like the worst area of, of, of women's wrestling. Like maybe you'd get a match. And if you did, it was shit anyway. So who cared? Um, but when we get to this point, you start hearing the Divas revolution and what that was. And they like to credit like the Bella Twins, which I disagree with. Um, there, uh, AJ Lee was a wrestler and she went on Twitter and basically called out the company and was like, hey, give Divas a chance. There's no women's match on that show. What the fuck? Give us a chance. And then it kind of went viral. And okay. essentially, WWE was shamed into actually having to book women properly. Um, but even before that, NXT was kind of starting their own thing. Okay, and give me a little bit of explanation as to what NXT is, because it's like a subset of WWE, It's like the developmental league. Okay. Yeah, but the thing is, is Triple H was booking it. That's right, because I, I, again, I watched more than just the fight, um, and it would see him pop up and talking, and he's wearing a suit now, right? Like, he's looking a little less like the Triple H that I'm familiar with. Yeah. And he is in my opinion the best booker alive right now. Like just the the stories he is allows his wrestlers to tell and he's the guy to me like that allowed, you know, it, it while the women do the work, someone in this male dominated place had to be like, "Okay, I believe that you guys are great and I'm going to let you be great." And he does that. Um, not to give too much credit to a dude, but he does. He he, yeah, he yeah. says, hey, go out there and be great. Um, and when they're given that opportunity, they shine. And so down here in NXT, we're seeing all this amazing women's wrestling. On the main roster, it's butt crack city and the worst kind of butt cracks, not a nice one. Gross <laughs> Rikishi butt crack. And uh they they do that women's revolution, but I'm like, shit, this shit's already happening. But again, they sure. call it the Divas Revolution. And it isn't till yeah. later, years later, where they drop the Divas thing, they call all of them superstars, and they change the belt back to the women's title. Anyway, mm. I hated it. Now, how many, um, like, so when we're talking about, like, NXT, how many women are in there wrestling? Now, obviously, they're not wrestling, like, every week, but, like, um, it, do you call them rosters? Like, how many yeah. people are, how, what's the roster size? I mean, 10 to 15 men, to men versus women. Um, was, there's still probably fewer women, 
Yeah, but like a two to one kind of thing. Like yeah, twice as many win. Probably. Maybe a little narrower, but sure. Okay. You know, it's hard for me to say off top, but um, definitely, like if you watch that card, you might get two women's matches to four men matches. You know okay. that, so it's still not equal, and I don't know when or if it will be, um, but it is a lot better. Uh, and the stories are better and they're taken seriously. Uh, we talked earlier about how Rick had said, make them watch a bra and panties match. That's kind of the shit that women had to deal with. Right. right. Like, and that's like, now again, not to shit on Rick because you, I, I think it was look, a joke. Well, in jest. I, well, no, but he it, might it also like a bra and panties match. I don't know. But like for me, from, from what I can understand between him and Tessa, cause they're siblings, is that's just kind of the era they grew up in, right? Yeah. Like that's, I mean, so it's it's a funny thing to like joke in a joking manner, but like realistically, that's probably what he if he was watching women's matches, that's what he was watching, right? Yes, absolutely. You know, so it's not like you know crazy to say something like that because he's like, well, that's what I did that, watch. Like that, when that's all there was. What it was, yeah, yeah. So it's not like he was going to the library and renting, you know, wrestling VHSs. And again, the once the internet came, he around, doesn't know how to read VHSs. That's why I'm saying Rick. Yeah, that's right. He doesn't know how to no. read VHSs. Uh, yeah. Okay. Look, now you're making me sound like an ass. Okay. I'm I didn't Rick have out. to do much. No, it's fine. It just happened. I just it was really bothersome the last week when Rick was like, "Oh, you guys talk so highly of me. Oh, look, I'm so smart." It's really bothersome in the in the work. You know how beautiful it is that it's I really haven't heard any of that. I know. Yeah, it's great. I, I bet it is. I bet it is. Asshole. Yep. Deal with it. Um. Yeah. So now we get to this match. Now, to me, this match, while there are other great women's wrestling matches before this one. This they even say it kind of on the commentary, like after it's over, it's like women's wrestling is back. This match meant so much, and I agree. I think this is the the match that I can point at and be like, this is kind of a tipping point for me. Man, you want to know what I thought the worst part about this match was? The commentary. Yes, yes, Fucking absolutely. Byron Saxton and his stupid bullshit with Corey Graves. Oh my Graves. god, it's terrible. Yeah, and it. And it's fortunately, it's still equal because those guys were fucking up the whole show. Okay. Okay. Um, I hate Byron Saxton and Corey Graves. A lot of people I think like I do too. Because they bicker like babies. And I hate it. Oh my it. gosh. And the guy and, who's uh, doing play by play is doing a pretty good job, but he has to deal with these two idiots fighting over yeah. like night. That's the thing. You go back and I couldn't you, believe it. You you watch the one with Bobby Heenan, who is the heel with the baby face Gorilla Monsoon. And it's not annoying. Right. He can still right. do it right. And nobody knows how to do it. And these guys don't know how to do it. And people who like Corey Graves will disagree with me. And there are a lot of people who do. I personally never have been that impressed. He's a bit mm. of a whiner and he annoys me and he's indignant. And I know it's his character, but. Yeah, I agree. the The commentary doesn't do them a lot of justice, sadly. Yeah, I that was the weakest part of this whole match to me. I thought the opening, the introductions oh. of Bailey, and then the introduction of Sasha Banks was like phenomenal. That Sasha Banks entrance, man, I bought into it, man. I was totally into it. Put that on a poster. She comes in, that music hits. Did you hear her song? Yes. Come yes. on, that song slaps. Yeah, like, the whole thing. Just pull it up on your favorite music streaming app when you need to lift, and that shit will it'll yeah, no lift doubt. you up. It's so good. 
and she comes out. The music's playing. She's got the legit boss rings, the title, the dudes lifting her in the ring. Like, come on, get my ass in the ring. And I also, you, was, yeah, no, sorry, I didn't mean to. Oh, you're good. Go. No, I. What I was gonna say is like I just I bought into their characters too so easily. Yeah. Even before it starts, like I I I want to root for Bailey and I want Sasha Banks to kind of get, you know, her face pushed in a little. Yeah. That and I that's a great compliment because that they established yeah. who the heel and who the face is right out of the gate. Um, you know, and at this time Bailey's whole character thing was like a, a wrestler who's just glad to be here. I can't believe it. I just yeah. wanted to get here and now I'm here. Everything's great, you know, and you know, and that kind of endeared her. She was the truest baby face, right? Like yeah, uh, yeah. kids would cry when she'd lose and she'd have to go, you know, like comfort them and stuff. She said, got a, uh, a super fan named, I think her name's Izzy, um, who I've actually sat in front of at an NXT show before, uh, that dresses just like her. You'll see her, she'll pull her into the ring sometimes. And you know, it's great. Yeah, that's cool. I think that's really cool. Uh, one time she got body slammed by a wrestler named Effie, um, and it, the the internet like blew up because it was like, oh, you shouldn't have done that. I'm like, yeah, she was in on it. She was living her dream. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so thoughts on the match? It already sounded like, I mean, you definitely love the first match, and there's not much to, to hate because no, they there's get not much 10 minutes. And they're like, all right, we got 10 minutes. Let's fill it I, up. And it, Well, you know, that first match, the, the weakest part of that to me was I felt like Blaze really didn't get to do much. Yeah, right? she like got she, pushed she really around. Just got, yeah, she really just got her shit knocked in for a while. And then she kind of got lucky at the end. And and she didn't get to show off very much. Yeah. Um, which was that was the weakest part to me. Yeah. But, you know. I still um, liked it. <laughs> I, I liked it too, yeah. but I just was like, "Oh, she didn't get a fair shake." I was kind of mad it was so short. I was like, "Oh, I, w- I could watch another like seven to ten minutes of this and be entertained." And I, they and I was, could do. And it. I was like, "Oh no, I'm a, I'm a fan of this. This is terrible." Yeah. I can't and it's, it's a one on one match, and it's the sort yeah. of shit I love. Uh, but here you get a much longer women's match in Sasha versus Bailey from uh, NXT Takeover. Brooklyn. Yeah, and yep, at Barclays. This- this length was perfect. It allowed both of them to kind of like experience with stuff. And it again is crazy how physical this fight is to me. I, I bought into it so easily. They prefer, they sold it to me so well. Yeah. Um, selling crazy how well. Yeah. So they get in pretty quick and you know, like, uh, Sasha, or yeah, Sasha's yelling in her face. You're a loser. You don't deserve to yeah, be here. Oh and my it's god, just... that was I couldn't believe she was doing that. It was so yeah. The uh, I also thought it. I kept in my mind thinking, man, I bet people there watching it are pissed that the camera is so close to them. Where they they must be like, man, this fucking camera guy just moves so I can watch <laughs> this match because the, the camera work is great too. I think yeah. I, it does a really good job of following them up really close and then even when they do the wide shots the camera's really not there like the the cameraman guy running around they do a really good job of hiding him yeah um i i was very impressed by it so yeah um and like you said the physicality is there uh which is kind of like one of the things that i always felt was missing from women's wrestling it felt like they were protected 
to a degree like mm. you don't uh, don't hurt each other you know you're delicate you can't hit each other like the guys do and i was just like when you get to this match and they're like full on bashing each other's brains out you're like fuck yeah you know it's just yeah. like this is you know what wrestling is wrestling there's an old adage it ain't ballet you know it's wrestling <laughs> people get hurt and that's kind of the point like not to get permanently hurt but even right. when you pull off maneuvers correctly and as safe as possible the shit still hurts um and it's going to otherwise it'll look fake yeah it did not look fake once to me yeah i even thought like the breaks that they took in between like doing the crazy shit was like short uh and perfect like i thought it was it played they played off of each other so well um which made me think i was curious i was curious about how many women were in this league and how often they face each other because uh sasha has the belt and i was curious it sounded like she had had it for quite a while yeah did you like, finish oh, kind of like playing did you watch all everybody? the way through when like the other women came in and no, celebrated I, yes i did watch all okay. the way through that and i i that was my other half where um she talked so much shit to bailey only for sasha at the end once she loses to kind of be like oh it's okay like we're all super close still uh, yeah. which I found kind of interesting. Yeah, it is interesting because in a lot of ways it breaks the fourth wall. Um, we'll get to that when we get through the match because it is important. Um, but, like, they did the whole hand thing. Oh, she had an injured hand. Yeah. And even yeah. when they put her hand in the stairs, a lot of times I don't like that because I'm like, just move your fucking hand. But Bailey yeah. does such a great job selling it like it's stuck that I'm like, oh, it's stuck. Like, it, I just... It bought, you know, it just added that little bit yeah, of realism yeah. to me where I was like, fine with it. Because normally I'm like, just move your hand. They do this one. There's a, a wrestler named um, uh, Shayna Baszler, who I love, but she has this thing where she sets your arm up and then she lets go. And in order for the move to work, you have to just physically hold it there yourself. And I'm like, this is stupid. Just move your damn arm. Just, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a mankind doing the mandible claw. Uh, oh, where he yeah, sticks okay. his fingers in your mouth, just like just bite his fucking just bite, fingers, yeah. just bite his fingers. Like, I don't like that, and that's the thing. Like, that people don't understand about wrestling fans is like, yeah, we know, we know, it's all. Well, that's like watching uh, Goldberg pick up a guy, and the dude that he picks up is just standing straight up like a pole, right? Yeah, you like, just want it to look real, like, well, still. Yeah, yeah, like, and that's the thing with like the sledgehammer, like you mentioned. It's like. You'd kill a guy, like yeah, okay. Yeah, you'd yeah. kill a guy. That's too. That's that's a step too far. Yeah, um, yeah. A folding chair is one thing, man. Yeah, like um, a folding chair because those are legit, pretty much all the time. So those. <laughs> yeah, that's what I. Oh my god, I love a good fold. I'll yeah. never not love a good folding chair. Yeah. But getting back to the com or getting back to the hand and the it stuck thing, uh, I thought the commentary guys did a really poor job of like. They kind of feel like shit, we're shitting on these kinds of things. Like, oh, she shouldn't have been wrestling if she. Well, you that's know, with Corey Graves like that. being an idiot again. It's just, yeah. I, I was so like, they really did a like I said, they really did such a poor job. He did. They took me out. You know, this is not a five out of five. This is not a five star match because of the commentary is so poor. Yeah, that it really did kind of like I was like, can you guys just shut up? That's um, the telltale sign of terrible commentary. It's yeah. like you just want them to shut up. And there was a long string of time where like v 
commentary was like unlistenable where I was like, I just need to put it on mute because the art of the heel announcer is lost. No one knows how to do it anymore. Years ago, we had Jerry Lawler and uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan who showed everyone how to fucking do it where you could be a heel announcer and not be annoying and not get in the way of the show. And all these new ones, all they want to do is make themselves the star of the show. Yeah. And what your job is as an announcer is to make what's happening in the ring the star. And if you go back to Bobby Heenan, you know, the things he would say is like, no, like that guy's too strong. You know, I hate him. He's too strong. He's going to hurt Flair. And it makes the other guy look really good. Right. Mm hmm. And where mm-hmm. this commentary is like, she should have been in the ring, dumbass. And you're like, no, why? It just, yeah, you're right on. I, I think the commentary is poor and could have been better. That's like, um, I, I write about, I do video game reviews as a, as a hobby. Um, and I, I feel like it's a very similar thing where you have to be so knowledgeable of like, you know, people expect you to be so knowledgeable of JRPGs when you're reviewing a JRPG. Um, I, I have a friend that for a long, for a while, for about a year or two, was um, writing for Screen Rant about wrestling. And the amount of wrestling that he has to, like, intake on a weekly basis. Hell no. Because he has to be, right, the smartest person if he's going to write about it. Yeah. Right. Or, and I feel like the commentators, it's got to be the same thing where they have to be so knowledgeable of everything because so much rely is relied on. Yeah, them. but they also got a that, headset like, with a guy, you know, guys being like, "Hey, talk about this." Right, right. You know, and, but then they, ear, like, then those guys have to be like that, right? Like, yeah, but they write the if, shows. Like to me, so, I'm like, I get what you're saying, but that's yeah, but, literally yeah, their so, job. Like, it, their if my yeah, eight to five was no it, wrestling, like, I could do it. Like if I didn't yeah. have a regular job and I had to watch wrestling, <laughs> like uh, I wouldn't want to. Because there's a lot of it, and I just don't want to dedicate <laughs> my yeah, life he didn't, to it. He didn't quite make it two years before he was like, I just can't anymore because it's taken a hobby that I've enjoyed and just really kind of right. made it something that's not. But When I, you it, have to do it, I can't. Yeah. And especially, like, I rarely watch Monday Night Raw and SmackDown because I just don't do ads. I'm not going to end that. Like you get five minutes of wrestling and five minutes of ads. I just, yeah. I, I just can't. So I pretty much just watch what's on YouTube and then the premium events, and that's it. Yeah. Um, because I just, I don't, I can't sit through ads anymore. We're past that. I, one, my hope and dream one day is that Netflix will buy a wrestling company, and then all their shows will just be on there, and you can just binge everything all at once if you want it. But you know, one day, one day. If you ever wanted to get something like that. Take a look out for Lucha Underground, hmm. which was a, a wrestling show made for a cable network that was produced seasonally and okay. told some of the most batshit stories, like supernatural stories, really fun stuff, <laughs> like really fun. Um, if you, do you consume do you consume wrestling material outside of just watching wrestling then? Like, do you go to sites at all or listen to other podcasts? Um. I I would listen to a podcast called Post Wrestling, which is just basically the news. Okay. Like I'll, I I want to kind of keep up with the news, and they'll kind they'll do reviews of the show and uh, things like that. So like if I don't want to watch it, I can do that. But um, and then there's actually a lot of great podcasts out there by a guy named um. Come on, Jeff. I can't think of his name. 
Connor Conrad Conrad Thompson. Yeah, just cut that that gap. No, that's okay. Yeah, I'm an idiot. Conrad Thompson. Conrad Thompson. He uh he actually is uh deep into the wrestling family. His his wife is one of Flair's daughters, and uh, okay. but he gets like Ric Flair and uh, Jeff Jarrett and. Kurt Angle, and he gets podcasts with these guys where all he does is they go through their careers and okay. and talk about cool. what was that match like. I'm praying one day he does the un- like the Undertaker's willing to do it because he's got a lot of stories that no one's heard and him and Bret Hart. But you yeah, know, very cool. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so there's there is really good stuff out there, but generally oh, speaking, yeah, there's a lot. That's I, a, there's a crazy amount. Actually. Yeah. Um. So. This match has a couple other moments that I think would have, you would have benefited to by knowing kind of the background. There's a point where Sasha has her her finishing um, submission hold locked in, and yes. they're reaching to the ropes, and she starts kicking the hand, which I think is so awesome. So she can't get to the ropes. So I don't know. Have we talked about rope breaks at all? Okay, so there was a rope break. I don't know if it was last week or the week before. But I that was the first time, either last week or the week before, that I had noticed that. Um, so if you reach the ropes, they have to let go, right? You're yeah, just, you if restart. you're in a pinning situation yeah. or a submission situation, um, they have to let go. And so that's just one of the rules. If you're near the ropes, you know you need to move your person in closer so that they can't reach the ropes. And yeah, and uh, there's been some great storytelling around that, but. She the second time kicks the rope and rolls backwards. Now yes. she won the title by beating Charlotte Flair uh, that way, and so it's like, oh, it's a repeat of history. So that's kind of why the crowd's mm. like, and then it gets reversed. They're like, oh shit, they reversed. Good. That stuff. was one thing we haven't talked about yet either. Is the crowd here it was fantastic. Bro. The, the NXT crowd crowds chanting shit was just great. Are so good. Yeah, yeah. and they're like. Half the crowd is Bailey, half the crowd is Sasha. You get a this is awesome chant, which is maybe one of the most overused chants, but it it worked here because they deserved it. Yeah, I, the, I thought the crowd was great because in the beginning they're they're saying something about Sasha and I couldn't make it out. They're like, it was like overrated, and then yeah, the other half of the crowd yeah. was like, "No, she's not." Which she's not. Maybe that's she's what it was. Awesome. Maybe that's what it was. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's um, not overrated. But yeah, the um, the <laughs> crowd work was just cra- or the crowd itself was like super into it. It was fantastic. It was really cool. Yeah, to, like to hear that, like the chanting, so that you could listen and understand it so easily. I was like, oh my god, that's just everyone is in there. Everyone's watching this. Like, it's nobody not like, is oh, checked the girls out. Are watch- yeah, exactly. That's the other thing that I love about this match too is that, and that it proves that if you treat women's wrestling the same as you do the men everyone's going to be in on it at the end of the match. You cut to the crowd and there's like a row of dudes, all like yeah. regular manly dudes dancing to Bailey's music and just enjoying or with Bailey's shirts on those yeah. purple Bailey shirts. Yeah, yeah. it was crazy. Yeah, and yeah. it's like you, you, you treat it the same and all of a sudden people are going to care. And it's kind of one of these things where like, despite what people want to say about, WWE and the fact that they had to be shamed into actually doing this is that in a lot of ways they're further ahead than pretty much every other sport bar maybe tennis and gymnastics when it comes to presenting the women as equals or at the very least close to it yeah swimming 
synchronized swimming. Yeah, there are exceptions, yeah. but generally speaking, like, um, you know, women's dressage. basketball, huh? A dressage. You're not familiar with horse ballet? No, my friend. Oh, God, no. oh, ten week uh, dressage crash course incoming. I refuse. How about that? Yeah, um, well, the fact that I can say you can do it about it what are you should do? really <laughs> the fact that I said dressage maybe incorrectly. You have no idea. It speaks to my knowledge too. So. Yeah, great. Yeah, um, but like the WNBA, right? And I'm like, what if they were treated the same way, right? What if they got pregame yeah. shows? And you know, I know that there aren't as many women basketball stars as there are men, but that's a that's a symptom of them not being treated the same way. But if you did a show where you had Shaq and, you know, Charles Barkley beforehand leading into it, giving it the same level of treatment, you know, and then have like Cheryl Miller there that can speak to the women's game and put it on at the same time as the men's, you know, like the the men get primetime slots. The women are on ESPN 18. Like I just kind of have this feeling (laughs) like, if you treat it the same way, people will get on board. You just have to put the stories out there. You have to put the people out there for them to care about. Oh, look, I feel like I could follow NXT, the NXT girls there in a goes heartbeat again. because um, the NXT of how entertaining, how entertaining it was. Like, yes. I thought those both of those matches I thought were so fantastic. Yeah. yeah, and so at the finish, so Bailey wins, and so her finishing move is called the Bailey to Belly, which is the stupidest name for a finishing move, and it's also because it's a belly to belly suplex, and it's which just, was fantastic to watch. By so the, way. the thing is, and that's kind of why the word of the week, the week is selling is normally that move kind of looks shit to be honest oh, because really? it's okay. not exactly like doesn't have a lot of oomph to it. Man. But Sasha sells okay. the shit out of this thing. Yeah. Like, because, yeah, she, uh, Bailey has to throw it. But if you watch Sasha, she leaps into it. She kicks her legs up. Like, the momentum, it looks like the momentum is forcing her legs into the air and just selling that impact um, it, it is really great. And, and wrestling uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. is a two-person thing, right? Like, to make those moves work, they both have to be on the same page. And Bailey is going to win this match. And Sasha unselfishly is like, I'm going to make you look like a million dollars. Yeah. Because I'm going to sell the shit out of these moves. And that's what selling is when it's done well. It looks like that. Where you, this move that in general, I don't think is that special, looks like it hurts like hell. Yeah, I, I, I bought into it. I thought it looked fantastic. So now I'm going to watch another Bailey match where she doesn't. It doesn't look so good. Just to yeah, see, you, you may to. like, I mean, yeah. compared to what Sasha does, like Sasha can sell. Um, yeah. And does. So after the match, you know, Bailey's holding up her new title and then in comes Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. Now, Charlotte Flair obviously is the daughter of she's the redheaded one. No, she's the no, okay, she's not the highlighted red. Yeah, that's Becky Lynch. Okay. And uh, so they pick up and celebrate with Bailey, who all three of them are baby faces. The The other two are actually on the main roster. Okay. So they're up. I th- Becky may not be at this point, but Charlotte certainly is uh, up on the, the main roster. Okay. Um, 
so them showing up was a little bit of a surprise and uh they're celebrating and then you know sasha comes in after and gives the hug so in a lot of ways it does break the fourth wall and to me like this is the moment where the match kind of goes even though it's over like puts it into where it's like oh this is my favorite territory Mm. because for them like getting this stage putting on this match and making women's wrestling there's another match after this like they talk about it's a double main event yeah the guys in that match Samoa Joe and I think it's Finn Balor they're fucked like they can't yeah, they yeah, they yeah. weren't able to top it and I remember watching that being like you're screwed you know like they oh, stole sure. the show and they got the opportunity to do that and then they're all like some of them are crying in the ring and I'm getting like verklempt and like yeah yeah because it means so much to them and that is kind of like lost in a lot of wrestling where it's like, you owe me the title and da, da. here they are creating history and it means so much to them that it just meant a lot to me as the viewer. And now um, you said that Slosser Banks is not there anymore. Did she move on pretty quickly after this? No. So she spent a lot of time with the company, but she at one point was uh, tag team champions with a wrestler named Naomi. Okay. And they were not being treated right. Uh, you know, they were barely on shows. And then, like, uh, they were, oh, you're going to lose tonight. It's like, you didn't even give us a chance to run with these and make these belts mean something. Right. right? So the best thing that can happen to a belt is that someone holds it for a really long time because it yeah. gives it value. Like, if the belt is just bouncing from wrestler to wrestler it's like what does it mean everybody's held the damn belt yeah you know? yeah yeah and so gotcha. they kind of were like both to their credit naomi and sasha just went in the office said here's your fucking belts and they left because it's mm. like you don't care you're not taking this seriously like you don't want to build women's wrestling and even though it's miles above where it's been they're like you're still not there yet right. you know um you. and so she uh, wrestles under the name Mercedes Monet. She's showed up in Japan. Um, and that's all like, I think she maybe has done some Indian performance, uh, shows. I don't know if she's ever going to show up at AEW. I hope so. Cause she's amazing. Yeah. Um, well, like I said, I know she, um, she's started to do like show, like, like I said, she was on, um, uh, the Mandalorian and I think she's supposed to be on it again this season. Cause the season hasn't, is like only halfway through. Um, and like, that's one of the big rumors is that she's going to be on it uh, again, because um, there's been some leaks, I guess that she will be, yeah. Um, which has gotten like people in like the star Wars community, which is someplace that I frequent um, like excited about that kind of stuff. So yeah, I hope um, she does. I like, yeah. she is so awesome and they messed her up. Like they had. So the problem is what was happening is you'd get, and this happened to the men too. It was equal opportunity disrespect. Uh, they would triple H would put them in a show and they would be incredibly over. Everybody loved everyone. Right. We saw Nakamura and how people were so excited for Nakamura right. and then Sasha and Bailey. And then they go to the main roster where Vincent Kennedy McMahon books it. And people are yeah. like, this sucks. Like it just sucks. Like you're not taking this shit seriously. And it just, it happened to the men. It happened to the women, and it is garbage. That guy is garbage. Yeah, that's interesting. That's really kind of crazy how one person can really um, 
have such an impact on something like that. Yeah, he sucks. I he sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like it. Yeah, he 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 made wrestling what it is today, but he also ruined it. Idiot. And a rape or allegedly. Oh, uh, yeah. Oof, allegedly. Oof, yeah, you gotta watch that. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, you never know who's listening. Vince McMahon. Yeah, so, yeah, I don't I don't think he knows what a podcast is. And I I, I can actually say that with a pretty good amount of confidence. <laughs> He's really like in a bubble. Uh, he sucks. Anyway. Um did you uh, enjoy this? I mean, obviously, I don't think you had the full story going in, but the 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 epilogue, as it were, with all, all the women in the ring. Yeah, and, I, can, and I mean, they did a little bit in the beginning, right, where they kind of talked about the four of them. Yeah, so um, they hold up the four which fingers. Was kind of yeah, and they're the four horsewomen. So, kind of the story behind that is uh, one of the most famous stables of all time were the four horsemen, which was Ric Flair. Usually uh, Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, and then someone else like they're rotating members. But Mm -hmm. these four women kind of being the four horsewomen and knowing where their careers go from here is like Charlotte is Charlotte and Becky have been on top for ages. Bailey is still doing great shit. Um, And then like Sasha has left and I think she's still going to continue to do great stuff. She's too good. I hope we get to see her more in the States. Um, But Japan's a great place for her because, like I said, I believe as much as my knowledge would allow me to, uh, that women's wrestling is taken pretty seriously over there. And I think it's a great place for her to be. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I mean, I probably didn't. I did not get the full effect that you did, but um, I I think actually I I like this more the second time. Because okay. now I recognize what the match represents. Because at the time, I was like, damn, this is a great women's match. And now I'm like, damn, that's a great match. And it kind of has a lot of historical meaning behind it, I think. Yeah, that's cool. I think that's uh, that's a cool thing. Yeah, I thought you picked two really good matches to kind of show me um, with this. Like I said, I think if this was like week two or three, I would have been like, damn, this, this shit's great. Yeah, but Austin versus Brett. But I think like now, if I watched that for the first time, I would be more into it than I was. Yeah. All right. Um, I, I think, like, give me some ladders, give me some chairs. See, give I should have lost. See, I think I. You, the I whole point gone. is, is like, I gotta kind of get you to the point where you're gonna like your final exam, or my hope you will. Which I think I will. I think I'm going to like like this because I I I've enjoyed you know the last couple weeks have been really good. I've really like. I've started looking into like what where should I start if I want to watch wrestling. Like, yeah, I and my wife has talked about it with me. Like we're we're pretty sure we're going to commit to like doing just, something like that. Just go so. back and watch the NXT pay per views, man. I, so I think that's where we're <laughs> that thinking so of starting. So yeah, it like the first like three seasons of NXT are kind of trash because Vince was running them, okay. but when Triple H takes over, it's it's really good. Um, all right, so. Next week's your final exam. It's going to be, I think, maybe the longest match. Actually, the three stages of hell might have been longer. But it is a one-on-one match. And it is largely considered to be one of the best of all time, if not the best. Uh, There's been one wrestler who I've talked about who you've yet to see yet. Yeah, and, and his name is, I'm totally blanking. Shawn Michaels. Yes, thank so you. In my Sorry. opinion, is the fucking GOAT. 
He is so good. And he is like a fine wine where he was doing great as a young guy. This match comes near the end of his career. Um, actually about a year before he retires and he's at a different level than everyone else. Everyone is chasing Sean to be as good as he is bell to bell. Okay. And he's going to wrestle the undertaker at oh, WrestleMania 25. It's going to be my third undertaker match. I think, yeah. Right? Which is, uh, well, I mean, if you could count the Royal rumble, Oh, yes. fourth then, right? No, wait, because uh, oh. Taker and Foley, and that was it. Yeah. Oh, I thought we did. And then Royal Rumble. Them. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I'm overthinking things. Possibly. Okay. And if you wanted to, the next they have a rematch rematch the next year. Okay. Um, but are you familiar at all with before? I have to give you some preamble. Are you familiar at all with the streak? No. Okay. So the all. Undertaker is undefeated at WrestleMania. Okay. And I, I can't remember what the count is at this point, but he just doesn't lose at WrestleMania. And uh, so Shawn Michaels is taking his stab at it here at WrestleMania 25. Um, and uh, it's it's really, really good. And it, for a long time, like be, the Undertaker streak was like uh, one of the main events. Like you had your, your wrestling matches for the title and you had whoever was wrestling Taker. Are they going to do it this year? Is it going to happen? Can someone beat them um, okay. at WrestleMania? But on the flip side, Shawn Michaels is known as Mr. WrestleMania because if he's on the card, he's having the best match and everyone else can suck it. He doesn't care where you are. <laughs> like, oh, you're main okay. eventing? Good luck, bro. I'm going to steal the show. Um, he's the man. So also... Uh, one of the things I should say is that at the, this match is like a one of my favorites. It's a, a light and dark, right? So the Undertaker is darkness in the underworld and death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Shawn Michaels, uh, previous to this, uh, actually went away for a long time because of drug addiction and stuff like that. Well, he started going to church and he found the Lord and he comes oh, back. And so I just want you to know that going in because their entrances play into that and it's so fucking good good. (laughs) i'm excited good i love a good interest entrance i've really been enjoying those you're gonna shit your pants all right i love this so i'll send you the link Shawn michaels versus undertaker wrestlemania 25 now you're gonna hear one thing that pisses me off they're gonna call it the 25th anniversary of wrestlemania it's not it's the 25th WrestleMania. Okay. So you they know, have like, multiple WrestleManias in a year sometimes? No. Okay. They went years S- without WrestleManias. Wrong. Think about it. Oh. So if WrestleMania 1 was the first WrestleMania, oh, WrestleMania gotcha. 2 is the first anniversary. Yeah, I got So you. this is the yeah, 24th yeah, yeah, yeah. anniversary of WrestleMania 1, not the 25th anniversary. Vince McMahon is so fucking stupid. That someone said, we'll call it this, and he didn't even think twice about it. Yeah! That's like, not to be that guy, um, Grover Cleveland was the president, and then there was somebody else after him, and then there was Grover Cleveland again, right? There was a president yeah. in between Grover Cleveland. And so Grover Cleveland is like the like 33rd and like the 35th president. Right. Right? But like, is he? Because he's already been president. He's still technically like the 33rd president. 
Is he really uh, the 35th president? Because uh, yeah. It's not exactly the same. You know, no, it's exactly the same. It's exactly the same. Is it? Okay, no. my yeah, mistake. It's one for one. It is one for one. All right, so um, we're going to watch this. It's going to be your final exam. And by the end of this, I want to know if you're going to keep watching wrestling or if you're just done. Yeah, I've been I've been taking some notes about my feelings um, from week to week. Ooh, that I'm not I look shared. forward to a final report. Um, so I do. I we I will have kind of a little bit of a breakdown of like how I was feeling, because um, once we get off, I will have typed up a little bit, you know, like a couple yeah. hundred words or something about like here's how I felt about this or that, you know. So so this episode will release on Monday. Okay. Uh, WrestleMania is that weekend. Okay. Okay. So, um, as of our recording, this weekend is not, but the following weekend is WrestleMania weekend. It's a two night show, um, which actually makes it more digestible because it used to be like six hours of wrestling and you'd be sick of it, but now it's two, three hour nights of wrestling and it's a lot better. Um, anyway, if you were interested in checking into that, yeah, um, no, that's a good thing you said that to me because that our final episode will launch the Monday after WrestleMania. Okay. Yeah. And also, right. the Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania is known for being usually pretty legendary. Okay. So, anyway, well, I'll send you those links. And uh, you got anything you want to pitch or whatever? Uh, well, you could check me out on my favorite indie podcast real mm. soon. Very soon. Uh, Spielberg Chronologically. Uh, the worst part about Spielberg Chronologically is whenever I'm on, they get one less listener that week because I refuse I know, to I know. I noticed they dip. Like, yeah, damn. yeah, that that dip. Uh, so I was on there. Dino Boys back talking about some dinosaurs with you guys. So I yeah. had a lot of fun. You guys let me tag in and pretend to be important. I, I really love it. So we we do what we can. Yeah, for the little guy. I yeah. appreciate it. You can also check out Gaming Nexus for his written reviews around video games. I think you have some other websites. No, not, not really anymore. anymore. Okay. Not, that is, yeah, I've kind of again like I oversaturated myself. Um, for like two years, I was like. Every like two weeks, I was putting out a video game review. I, I was playing a video game. I was spending like twenty hours a week playing video games and having a blast. Yeah. Um. But just like I was really like, oh, I need to tone it down. I think I've done three reviews this year so far at the start of this year. So I've done like one a month. I could. So do it. um, it's <laughs> fun. It's fun because I really like writing. Is really what it is. I really yeah. like writing, and this gives me an outlet to write. Also, I get free video games, which is which the is second nice. bonus part of that. Is like. Here's Hogwarts Legacy. Like I'm like, oh cool. I was gonna spend seventy dollars on this game, and I got the deluxe edition for free. All I have to do is write my opinion. Well, about scrubs it. like me just drop twenty five bucks on uh, have a nice death. Anyway, yeah, yeah, uh, oh yeah. Anyway, but yeah. yeah. So you can also check out my other podcast, the aforementioned Spielberg chronologically, but also the movie Draft House. Oh, uh, and film soliloquy and film great so- episode, guys. Oh, you listened to it, of course. Oh, dude, oh, come on, man. I, well, love I didn't Jason. know if you had seen Scream or not, or oh, if you cared oh. about the spoilers and whatnot. I don't care about the spoilers. I've never seen a Scream movie in my entire life, but what? that doesn't matter to me because I enjoy uh, Jeff talking with my what? boy. I, yeah, it's just one of those things uh, again, like wrestling. I just never did. I never, never watched a Scream movie. Fucking Scream. Okay, not season once. two. The six-week scream crash course. No, um, yeah, I appreciate that. But yeah, my other podcast, Film Soliloquy, reviews from the parking lot. The first uh, handful, the first 20-something episodes are when we originally did it. We relaunched it with a new gimmick uh, where we review movies right after we see them in the parking lot. Yeah, J.B. Smoove, his voice is like butter. Well, mine sounds like fucking... Margarine. Yeah. (laughs) Margarine. (laughs) 
<laughs> on that note, we'll see you next week. See ya. <laughs>